Blah, blah, blah. And we back again for another week of the best podcast in South Florida, the Physics Study Group. Yep. How y'all Amazing. boys doing this week? Amazing. Awesome, awesome. And if your ears work, you might hear a couple of new voices, but we'll get to that very soon. But before we get to that, you need to know who I am. It's your boy Dramatic, aka Loud Pack Chopper, aka Wave Chappelle, aka Wave McGrady, aka Black Galifianakis. And I got a new one. Shout out to my boy Rossafari Rim. <laughs> AKA he, he gave me this one, aka Malcolm Vex. <laughs> I like it. Yes. I like it. Yes. Malcolm Vex. Thank you, Kareem. You know who you are. Thank you for that one. <laughs> and you know it's your boy I see Black, aka Black Dynamite, aka Holy Pacaroches, aka Shabby Ranks, aka Broop Broop Shabby Rankin, aka Swiss Army Nigga. Swiss Army Nigga. Swiss Army Nigga. We got Swiss on the table. Nigga. Hey. Yes. Record coming soon. My <laughs> <laughs> own personal SWN. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> that's S A N. That's right. Yes, that's no, right. Swiss that, Army nigga. That's yeah, right. And this is Flocka Zulu, aka Baraka Flocka, aka Nicodemus, <laughs> aka Pablo Escovich, aka. What's the other one? <laughs> Gary, 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 Indiana Jones. Jones. <laughs> AKA, remind me of my AKAs. AKA, no more AKA. Stop the violence. And with us, we have some very special guests. And as you can see, they're on both ends of the color spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Representation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, but we got my boys, John Carlo and Johnny, AKA together, they are eclectic conversations. Yes, sir. How y'all boys doing today? Thank you for being on. Doing great, doing well, great. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, man. Feeling good, feeling great. Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I know you got some AKAs. I'm Johnny. Yeah, we just, we were talking. We are like, we got to bring some AKAs out. So I'm Johnny, AKA Beige, AKA... Uh, I used to be called Carrot Top in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Wow. But I'm Johnny for right now. Okay. All right, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't bringing up the high school memories, man. Uh, <laughs> John Carlo, a.k.a. The Broken Stereotype, a.k.a. <laughs> Uh, hits from the street. That's what they call me back then. Yes! No! I need money for my life. You look just like that. Yes! I need money. Oh, man. I'm traumatized. So that's really it right now. That's about it. They didn't call us too many nice things in high school. I used to have a lot of dark-skinned friends that hated me because they were getting made fun of. Like, it's not me. I'm your friend. I'm sorry you're going through that. A.K.A. Midnight, A.K.A. Shadow, A.K.A. Half Past Twelve, A.K.A. Oil Spill. Oh, yeah, all of them. They but we didn't stop, so it's all good. They definitely started Yeah, you better thank Latin. Idris Elba. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yes, we have a jam-packed episode for y'all. But we have to start off on a somber note, unfortunately. Um... I don't know if you guys know who Anthony Joshua is. <laughs> when you said somber, I know that's a that's a point. That's a point, right, brother? Um, Anthony Joshua, he's a British boxer, six four. He looks like a bodybuilder. He's ripped, oh, undefeated. That's the dude that got knocked out by uh, Super Mario. Yes, <laughs> he got knocked out by the uh, the flamethrowing plumber. <laughs> 
Is that hey. actually his nickname? <laughs> no, yeah, that's Mario? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but his name's Anthony Ruiz. And the reason it was hilarious is because if you look at Anthony Ruiz, he's not the peak of physicality, right. for lack of a better term. He has a bare gut. He's built he like got Kirby. titties. He <laughs> built like Kirby. <laughs> However, um, um, shout out uh, the captain, Dirty Dan. You know, he's a big boxing enthusiast. He right. broke it down for me. Mm. Because I tweeted, I was like, Joshua threw this fight. That's the only way he uh, lost. No, but no, then no, he was no, like, no. come on. I'm like, explain it. Then he sent me like eight tweets. <laughs> and he cleared it all. I was like, all right, that makes sense. It's, it's, it's what his advantage was, was the, the short reach. Yeah, by time, exactly. Like, um, and he has some long arms. He's 6'4". So, yeah. yeah, so by the time he pulled back, Bop. other dudes could just go like exactly. this. Like, the whole fight, he was just like, exactly. it looked like a, uh, he literally looked like Kirby. <laughs> like, it was like a rock'em sock'em type of thing. Yeah, and, and you know, after he um, KO Joshua, every out of shape nigga on Twitter was like, yes! You got to stop it! <laughs> That's like their Obama right now. <laughs> Shout out Andy Ruiz. You, you bringing confidence back to a lot of bare belly dudes right now. <laughs> Bad bods. For real. But I just want to see, not even um, when, if Joshua's going to fight Wilder. Like, what is he going to do with Wilder? Because, like, Wilder literally wants to kill someone in the ring. He said it. He said, my, not verbatim, but he was like, you know, my goal of one of these fights is to kill somebody in this ring. He didn't say that. Don't believe me though. What? <laughs> Don't believe that's me. A, that's some wild thing. He's a wild guy. <laughs> His name is Wilder. <laughs> but he, he can box though. And he's he's taller than Josh. He's what? Six seven. He's a, he's a small four. You know that's what I didn't know he was that tall. Yeah, he's yeah, tall as hell. That's wild. And like every punch is like a, a strike. Word. Like you ever seen him punch somebody? Nah, but what? Oh do my you, god! Do, like, do, do you, do you guys watch boxing? boxing regularly or at all? Regularly, no. But I I like watching Floyd as much as maybe yeah. some people don't. But <laughs> I like watching Floyd. He's a tactical fighter. Yes. Uh, Wilder, I have seen a few clips of. Mm. I like watching old Muhammad Ali. The other day, mm. I found myself on YouTube watching Muhammad Ali. I just like he just smooth with Wait, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like a butterfly yeah, thing, like yeah. Me, yeah. So. Yeah. But as of now, I don't watch too much boxing. I feel you. Same yeah. here. I'll, I'll watch like an old Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. Right. Or a compilation. Yeah. Right. That's him yeah. ruining yeah. AKA, AKA Michael Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Those Mike, Mike Tyson fight. Like, <laughs> all his fights seem like. Yeah, those, <laughs> those Mike Tyson compilations just inspire you for life. Word. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> like you Agreed. wonder why you're not good at anything you do when you watch a Mike Tyson compilation. Word. Like, because the way he dodges those punches. I mean, yeah, and like that, that was a big, a big misconception. Like everybody thought he was a brawler. Like he was just running. And, nah, he was tactical. You can bob yeah, and weave and bob and weave and everything. The crazy part of those compilation videos is that each knockout, like each knockout. You see, like the entirety of the fight. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't have to edit out any portion of the fight to For make real? it sound like ding ding wow wow. Word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over. Here's him fighting so and so. Blah. Here's him fighting so and so. Hey, there was there was a video with, with somebody else crying before he went. I to heard fight about him. that. Yeah, I remember oh, that shit. video. Uh, he eventually got knocked out, but. Dang man, that's and the amount of fear that he put into people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and there's there's rumors that there's boxes that he's knocked down, but they stayed down because they didn't want to continue to fight. <laughs> like they could have, but it was like, nah, I'm calling. What's the dude who cried? Was that before Tyson bit an ear or after? I think it was before. I don't think it mattered. I, I mean, I don't know. I watched the compilation. They probably didn't have it in order. Because <laughs> when he bit Holyfield's ear, he was kind of on like after his prime, no? 
Nah, I'm not bro. Tyson was still he hurt. He was right people. at the end, no? It's just Holy Holy... Is there? Yeah, no, he was, he was still in his prime. Nah, it was just Holyfield was, was a better fighter. He yeah. just he he had, and I mean, Tyson lost a fight to to Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis, and to yeah. to one boy that uh, oh, Buster Douglas. Yeah, is he the one that, that like one and done? Like he, he yeah, he, yeah. That that was the like the upset of the century. I didn't right. know about yeah. that. Yeah, um, I think and I think they from like the same area in Brooklyn or something. Right, but like not like literally. I don't even think Buster Douglas' mom thought he was gonna win. Right. Nobody picked him. And he, to win. Did it. and he went in there, patched that boy. Shout out to whoever bet. For real, <laughs> man. That was that, for the century, that one person, bro. yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not to keep it on boxing too much longer, but do you ever remember that boxer? His he had his. Uh, a moniker or alias it was prince something yes and he was quick as shit and he was quick and he yes. always wore these flashy trunks <laughs> yes i, know I used to watch him growing up i forgot That's, his name i watched his compilation nah no, not sure his name was prince something zab judah it might have been uh, but Hector prince something was his name nah 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 i think i know you're talking about he was he was like was it what it might have been Zab Judah, but that was the guy he always had flashy trunks and come in showing out that's that like was he that? the funniest? He had one of the funniest knockouts. Yeah, he got hit and he dropped and he got back up and I think his body twisted <laughs> and his right foot was like turned in and he kind of like tripped up and, <laughs> and he was looking at the rest the whole time. Like, I'm, like, I'm good. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. I feel like it's my own though. I don't know. But I'm gonna look it up and I'll get back to no, you. No, but that that describes Zab Judah though. He was flashy. He was a New York nigga. Had to. Could uh, be. It could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zab, like Zab quick, Judah. Quick question to wrap up the, the boxing topic. Dude, how much money would they have to pay you <laughs> to get in the ring with Mike Tyson for 10 minutes? Mike Tyson? 10 minutes? Yeah. To get in the ring? To get in the ring. To get, get there, I wouldn't do 10 it. million to fight him 10 more. <laughs> so, 10, so 10 minutes is what, two rounds? Mm. I think I could run around the ring. I was about to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure I could run. I'm pretty sure I could run around. I could play football growing up, so I'm gonna give you the perks. Like, what if he chases you? You got to chase me the whole honestly, time, bro. Honestly, it's a win-win for me because. I will try to run around, but once I get one good hit, I'm jumping out the ring, bro. I won't take the money. By the time you like, I see an opening for a hit, and then you wake up. It sounds like a good idea, but then you read the contract, and it says, if you die. And then you're like, oh, no. You ever hear boxers, like not even just like professionals, like they just talking. About times they got knocked out. He's like, yeah, man. So I was in the fight. Last thing I remember, dude went like this, and then I woke up. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> it's a violent. It's, it's one of those violent sports out there. It, right? it happened when they were filming Creed. Michael B. Jordan got knocked out on some play play hits. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. well, he hit him for real a couple it's, times. They, you know, for the shot, and that was another thing. He said, yeah, I just woke up and. Yeah, because like, did we get the shot? <laughs> <laughs> and there's certain buttons on your face. You know, it's, 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 it's a lot yeah, easier it's... to knock somebody out than people realize, especially if you're using bare fist. True. It's a, it's very true. If you get a good hit on somebody, you, you could tempo, I guess. Yeah. There's actually, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's you actually, could kill somebody like that. Yeah. There's actually absolutely. a trick the military teaches to slap some, to knock someone out by slapping them in the face. That's some there's pimp a particular shit. way you slap someone <laughs> to knock them out. That's some pimp shit. I get if I get slapped to sleep. <laughs> Somebody got to get shot. I'm moving out. No, die. Die. Tonight. Tonight. Hey, you forgot about Pimp Le Pew. <laughs> 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 you don't remember that? 
What, the dude was like, powder? No. Oh, you missed the episode and the story we told about you. You don't remember Oh, that? yeah. We'll revisit that later. That disrespectful story. <laughs> I still owe y'all the faith. I was missing for an episode. And the story they gave the good people is that a, 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 a man short, short, he was trying me to sleep. He was trying to save a prostitute. <laughs> and the prostitute's pip came from behind and slapped him to sleep. What? what? And he woke of, up at his mama's house. <laughs> what kind of... It was off the cuff. It, it was but they're, like, forgive they're me. like, what What story would would, would piss Flocka Zulu off the most? That's ding, ding, ding. That's exactly what we said. And then and they went with that. Have yeah, a man hilarious. palm slap him to sleep. Hey, but well, I definitely think the mayor's idea would work for you in that case. Word. For real. Mayor of Baltimore. Exactly. You know, Jack Young, he proposed an idea uh, to settle local beefs through a boxing ring for everybody. Just come in, you know, lower gun violence, different types of ideas. But what do y'all think about that? Because I think it's a super dope idea to have someone, to have people settle their disputes on the street in a ring where everybody can see. Well, I mean, first of all, if it's organized properly, then I feel like it can't work. They just have to, like, monitor it and make sure, you know, I remember the last Boy Scout middle mm-hmm. football game nigga pulled out the blinky. <laughs> I want a nigga to do that in front of the boxing Word. match. You know what I'm saying? Like, ding, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? But as long as you organize it, oh, yeah, I think it can work. Word. Because Man. usually growing up, when we didn't have pistols as often as we did now, after you fought, the beef was over. Word. In That's high it. school, middle school, and all that. Word. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. it can work. I believe it can work. Yep. Yeah, so... What do y'all think, like... Well, what do you mean by... When you, when you say you think it's organized, what do you mean by that? Like, what type of organization are you looking for? I so, mean, right now, it's just it's, an, right, right now it's just an idea. So, um, the idea is to have public boxing. So, I, I'm sure, like, there's going to be... It's going to be staffed. There's going to be, like... Um, See, my thing is... My thing is, you don't... You, you don't plan a beef. You don't plan fights. So if so if if I'm about all right if I'm actually going to use this and I don't really get into fights I'm a very diplomatic person I like to talk through things mm. but let's say someone was ready to get into a fight it's not like see me later like nah y'all trying to go <laughs> I, at can, it right yeah, now. I, can, I can see that you know I but, can see I can see some some shit being talked and be like you know what. Meet me down, da, 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 we can settle this in front of everybody. Sure. Mm-hmm. But they do that. In, in but then that's when I say, like, how does the organization work? Are you, I got to call up the ref now. Like, I got to. Right. You <laughs> know, so we don't, yeah, that's true. Yeah. What I would imagine it being, it would be like a rec center. Yeah. Okay. Where I would say it's more so like an avenue. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, come get, you know, trained and how to box and stuff like that. Well, there I mean, just, I think they still, the, the thing is, like, in Baltimore, shout out to DMV, by the way. Um, Like, we have, like, they have, like, like the king of Baltimore competitions, like a dance competition. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there from different backgrounds that, you know, that's an outlet. Mm. And it's a it's a big community outlet where a lot of people do come together, they talk this stuff, they go about their business. Like a fight mm. and a having it where someone can say, hey, look, man, I'm gonna see you later. Like it's possible mm. because I know that one, I'm doing it in a structured and safe environment where like I could really put as much force into you as possible and not get in trouble and get arrested for it. Right. If I know this, I know that if I know the incentive is that I'm not gonna get arrested for me whooping your ass, no, mm-hmm. we we setting up a date. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You right, know what right. I'm saying? Like that's I feel like I feel like I see it, but I also feel like there are people who fear the embarrassment and that's really why like 
it it just wouldn't work. They're gonna they're gonna resort to guns because if you're an individual who's insecure in maybe your ability to defend yourself or are insecure about being embarrassed in front of a lot of people, mm-hmm. are you gonna agree to get into a ring and fight? No, you are gonna pull out a gun and, and, and yeah, you would have done that. But you would have done that, and that insecurity would have kicked in initially without lights without people around you anyway true so it's like true, true. that's usually when you think about gun violence and these reactions is usually out of insecurity or 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 what have you so i mean you know it, it is a risk it is a risk but you're also coming in with the with the knowledge like yo if <laughs> you got to be confident in knowing that i'm about to go ahead and do this in public mm-hmm. or not like i've honestly thought about like just people setting it up in private Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not televised, but this is something that, like, yes, the community knows about. But, you know, if somebody got on video, got on video. But this is not, like, a public display. This right. is, like, mm-hmm. a underground, but it's, like, a, a legal underground thing. Like, and that's what infrastructure I could see that happening, too. Right. Like, I could see, like, one of them homies, like, going up to one of the trainers or whatever. Like, hey, me and him want to fuck, but we ain't trying to make this a big thing. Like, I had to be like, all right, come, come in after. Come like, through. You know what I'm saying? So I could see that, like, it's not... What I, it's not going to solve everything. It's not going to end every case of gun violence. But what I do appreciate is that it's something. Right. Know, and it's something outside the box. Right. And just, just imagine the the, the, the the local leaders out there communicating to them how, look, you can express yourself the way you want to, but let's be smart about how we do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be here to like give you a space to do it. If you violate my space, then we got a problem. True. You know what I'm saying? And like that, I think, is, is the best way to kind of like do this... <clears throat> do this alternative method successfully is like for the leaders and the people that actually have it to be able to be the voice to run it if it was like mm-hmm. the mayor if it's the mayor and like people in politics trying to organize this mm-hmm. it just wouldn't come off right nah, to the yeah, it wouldn't be if, genuine if, yeah, if, if, if unless he's from the you know what I mean? if exactly. i'm the boxing association i'm supporting this because money. You, you could exactly you could find, you could set up recruiting pipelines but oh, then right. that, exactly but then, but then that benefits the community and them you know exactly I mean? right yeah. Yeah. so that's the part that might eliminate the idea of my embarrassment will get a gun is that can I get another? Can I? Can I? Can I get a contract? Can I get a contract? Am I? Is there going to be an incentive for me despite me getting my ass? Am I going to be okay (laughs) with walking away and I still got a check? Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lesson a lot of young niggas. At least stop using that word. A lot of young kids need to learn to um, (laughs) learn to have like to be able to take an ass whooping. And keep it pushing. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you, that's a life lesson. That's a life that's lesson, a life bro. Lesson. I guarantee. Your daddy you, went through your granddaddy. Word. I guarantee if you if you fight ten people, you lo- I don't care who you are. You losing at least one or two of them fights. I don't care who you are. You yeah. can be Mr. Roughest, toughest. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're not a professional, like, word, <laughs> word. Your your foot might slip. You know what I mean? Whatever happened, if something yeah, might get in your eyes. Word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it happens. Process. I agree. I def- my thoughts on that are. The idea is just an idea at the moment, and we don't know how they're going to enforce the logistics of it or what the logistics are. There could be a, pl- it could, you know, to just add an idea to it, it could have more than one, um, you can have more than one atmosphere in these establishments, right? Mm-hmm. So you could have the private sector or the private section where oh, I don't want anybody to know about this, or I'm gonna kick your ass in front of everybody since you disrespected me and my family. Mm-hmm. And if they agree to it, you know, you sign some papers and you go fight and handle it. I think that also plays a part into when you have a structure behind this and a system behind it, it also plays into, well, how serious is this problem? Because you might not care about the issue hours <clears throat> from now, a day from now with this person. And you're, if, say your fight's scheduled a day or two from now, 
or even you know well, the, the ring is not free for another hour y'all might even chop it up and squash the beef right there like i think a, mm. a, an idea like this creates the opportunity or a safe place for people to work things out in more than one way than just bothering. Right. At least take a yeah. second, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. A lot of times that's all you need to be like, make the decision not to do something. True. And then the idea of it itself, you also had to bring it to light is the fact that we have to be this creative mm-hmm. to create a space where we can reduce gun violence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Good point. Like, yeah. we gotta go to the extremes to say, all right, the best case scenario mm-hmm. To prevent gun violence is for y'all to still conduct violence, mm-hmm. but, not spe- deadly violence. but not oh. deadly violence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. one of the things that, and, and I love it too because it does it. It has shown that we as a community and people as a community are willing to do whatever it takes to reduce the violence in the community or in the neighborhoods. And one of the things that I know some schools in Baltimore, at least one of them in particular, did is that they incorporated mindfulness and meditation instead of detention, mm-hmm. which was well wow. needed because it reduced. Mm-hmm. Like statistically speaking, like the the actual the, the outcome showed like a good ninety plus percent ninety nine of the students that were usually in detention were not mm. because they learned that while the time they were in quote unquote detention it was it was, it was meditation now mm. how to manage how to cope with with anger how to cope with certain stress and anxiety how to right. manage their emotions a lot better and express it in a healthy way right. so like I love the fact that what the city's doing I love that I love the creativity and the necessity of like being different for the sake of like reaching out to people that you have to be different to, to, to teach them how to, how to learn something like that. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell them right from wrong the, the, the way that, you know, cookie cutter way. You got to be yeah. creative. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it opens up room for, for passion, man. Because I feel like that's, that's one of the main things that our community lacks, avenues for passion. So mm-hmm. when you think about like different, like, I just think about all the different just wild activities that I see people doing, like mountain climbing, mm-hmm. uh, let's just, you know, random stuff that people make money behind mm-hmm. that our community just doesn't get involved in, you feel me? And um, I feel like any mm-hmm. avenue to where some, like, a kid could try something and figure out that he likes it, like, I could just imagine, like, how many people are like, oh, I kind of like this boxing thing. Right. And kind of mm-hmm. take it serious, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And you probably would have never found out had it not been so. I feel like anything, though, like boxing, fencing, um, any any form right. of badminton. activity. Competition, really. Badminton yeah. that somebody could potentially form a passion for. Yeah. But, we, for but we got to normalize it and model it. Because, mm-hmm. like, the normalcy for, for kids especially kids of color is like rapping and basketball and football like that's exactly. it you know what i'm saying and, that's, I'm, and that's i'm dealing exactly with yeah i'm dealing with kids that that think they're going to be that think they're going to basketball I tell them straight up guys you suck y'all need to think of a backup plan it's okay to have a backup plan because that backup plan might be the the thing that really puts money in your in your pocket mm-hmm. you might you might go pro you mm-hmm. might get it you might only be there for a year word I'm not you know even, what i'm saying because not even because sometimes i don't really like to bring up the backup plan i like to be like you know sometimes your passions change you, right not sure you, you might not want to play basketball forever because mm-hmm. that's in, in, when you really think about it, an athlete's life is like, you know what I'm saying? You're just putting your body through all this right. all this stuff. And there are people who make a lot more money putting a lot less stress on their bodies. You know right. I mean? Absolutely. Like, or just happier. Happier, yeah. Exactly. You but, know what I mean? And even with sports, with something that starts in adolescence and childhood, mm-hmm. your, your frontal lobe isn't fully developed. As you grow, you might realize, oh, I don't like this as much as I used to, mm-hmm. no matter how good you get at it. Mm-hmm. You might find you might find that intellectual or that 
uh, that uh, that other you know alternative interest mm-hmm. and you know so part yeah. I no, 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 exactly. in, but yeah like I definitely think that's a point that you know we a lot of times adults do push their passions on their children too yeah mm-hmm. and there's not enough of an outlet or safe place safe space for them to express what their passions are as they develop right so they just think oh well my, you know my dad my mom says this is the way to go because i'm so good at it anyway i'm just gonna stay there mm-hmm. and then you you know you have a quarter life crisis like yeah, right. nowadays. yeah. But, but we have to we have to normalize diversity in what we like and our mm-hmm. passions like it yeah. can't be just these three things like you know what i'm saying like i love I love taking pictures now. Like photography is a hobby of mine that I definitely love picking up. It's okay to do that. You, mm-hmm. If you got a talent, you know what I mean, don't feel ashamed for it. I think that's the thing. Like a lot of these kids are probably really, really want to do a lot of things that will probably down it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's whack. That's gay. That sounds stupid. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, bro. Like if you sing, you dance, you, mm-hmm. you're freaking good at chess, dog. Like milk your talents. Because you're going to get older and all these people that were talking down about it are not going to be here no more. You're going to look back like, damn, yo. I really could have been doing this. I could have been playing viola. I've been playing viola. I played viola since the fourth grade and I stopped in high school because my dumb ass thought mm-hmm. it just wasn't a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like one or two only viola players in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I could have been, bro. And we, we even had conversations about that. You know what I mean? It's like, how much, how much of exactly that, you know, that dream get, that's crushed by just out, the outside influence. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and definitely it's important to have these other outlets as we're expressing because. You know, you might even find yourself where your outlet, and I'll make it personal, where my outlet just kind of kept me out of trouble. I got into skateboarding, which at the time, in the early 90s, no one else being black in North Miami Beach, um, NMB shout out, um, 305 what's up. <laughs> no one else was really doing that from back the zoo. then. From the zoo. Hey, I've stayed in the zoo for just a little bit. Shout out Carol City too. But um, I definitely found myself in skateboarding because I was around, like, you know, my, my dad was living in California and I had family out there as a kid. And, you know, seeing that so much, I found an interest in it. I started skateboarding at like four. And I was like the only kid in the neighborhood skateboarding. So black dude always getting made fun of or whatever, even though I was friends with everybody at the same time. And, but that kept me, like, I would go to school the next day because I was skateboarding at home. I go to school the next day, you're like, yo, man, this gang was just chasing us with some bass and nines yesterday. Where were you at? Oh, I was out skateboarding. skateboarding. Like, it was a regular <laughs> thing for me where I realized, like, because all day I'm thinking about going home to skate. Mm. <clears throat> and so that that's just an example because even being in the wrong place at wrong time, wrong time, like the Central Park Five, you know, it, a passion can keep you out of a situation like that. Mm. And, you know, and for those of y'all who don't know about the Central Park Five, you know, the new movie on Netflix... When they, um, see when they see us and you know i'm not saying that these young black men didn't have outlets but i guess just to play that into a personal testimony you know having an outlet can keep you out of trouble um unfortunately so you, you got more information on the central park five about how it all went down Jordan? well yeah they were telling me earlier they said this woman was raped in central park and you know they didn't know who did anything and I think you said the prosecutor police just went around and they gathered did, up. They pretty much just roped up roped every, up, yeah. every like, black boy that was in the park. At the time. Yeah, and then there were seven of them, but two of them got off. And five of them, um, the five of that movie is about served, what, 16 years in jail or something like that? Wow, Some, yeah. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Like like you said earlier, a chunk of their lives right. was in behind bars in prison. And that's that's just to, um, to highlight just another, another barrier, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We talk about like the, the limit, the limited scope 
to where um, our community sees themselves in. Like you talk about like kids only saying, oh, I want to be a football player, a basketball player, I want to be a rapper. Because it's like, that's what they see people who look like them be successful at. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, and and that, that other blockade towards like this just justice system. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Justice system. Um, <laughs> but I mean, all he do is arrest just us. Message! Uh, Ching. Oh, wait, <laughs> snap. <laughs> on a serious note and also i didn't i didn't know this um that the the guy they caught they um they caught him because he raped two other women and i think he admitted to it and it happened later that week from the first rape the actual the rapist yeah the actual rapist he rapes a woman that same week at the end of that week um after central park five thing so and um, I hate to quote Charlemagne because sometimes he's annoying, but <laughs> he did say, you know, the prosecutors that, you know, that convicted him and everything, their hate for black boys is stronger than their um, their love for women or their, their protection for women or whatever. Word. Because why are, you, why are you over here on falsely accusing two other crimes of being committed? Same crime committed two more times. Word. But, you know, let's get in. What I love about this, mm-hmm. you know, this conversation Mm-hmm. Oh, and shout out Abel Duvernay. Not a woman director, but a black director. I, what, I, what I love about these guys is that <laughs> they create spaces mm-hmm. for these conversations to be had. You know what I mean? On Safe a regular spaces. basis. These eclectic conversations. Word. So, <laughs> so I want you guys to kind of like, you know, speak to what you do and, and what like, you know, what got, gave you guys the inspiration to start these events and, um, and, and to go forward. Oh man, this is a, a long winding story about how we got to oh, we got time, to man. where we are, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear. Uh, so like in general, John and I have been doing stuff like this in our own spaces since like FIU. Like we've had plenty of moments where like we'll be in our own dorms or actually together, like randomly before we really like really connected, like being in the same room and just having conversation gettys and stuff like that, just talking and chopping it up, no title or anything like that. And I mean, that's kind of like, like one of the remnants of like how this became organic for us to do, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, obviously, you know, life hit and like I started venturing off and I, and I visited some places where they actually did do something called conversation parties, man. Uh, Shout out to Kanasha, shout out to, to Denzel Burnside, like. They had little get-togethers at their crib where they had food and potlucks, and they 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 had a, a conversation party. Man, it was like, it was something I thought was super dope, and it just, I just met people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I got to be connected with a lot of a lot of new knowledge and wisdom, and uh, you know I kept it in the back of my mind. John and I linked back up, man. We started talking about about doing something special, man, and 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 the concept just just rekindled, and and honestly, man, like. Yo, he's he's been amazing and supportive, and like our journey together has been amazing, man. This, yeah. And then he's got he's got another side to the story as well to add. So, well, I mean, same story, but uh, we've been doing it a little over a year now. October twenty seventeen. Wow, we when we started. Oh wow! Yeah, officially started. Our first one was at Funky Buddha in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, and then we found some other venues that we've done up until then. We've been in about maybe five or six venues since then. We're now at um, Vegan Fine Foods in Fort Lauderdale. Shut up. Yeah. And they've been real accommodating for us. This beautiful space. Um, 
Very great true. food, honestly. I mean, you don't even have to really be vegan to enjoy the food there. <laughs> and Facts. the one I was at, they joined in that one time, which was even doper. Yeah. The, the, the employees. Oh, yeah. The yeah. employees yeah. definitely yeah. joined in because they're, you know, they're humble, down to earth yeah. people. They, they like to have their input. But I think that's where the true value or the true power of what we're doing lies is that this isn't relegated to certain type of people. Like, this is anyone. You come in and you contribute and however you know how to, you express yourself. Mm-hmm. So the whole purpose for us to do this was to give people an opportunity and an outlet to express themselves and work on their social skills, being uh, verbal communication, nonverbal mm-hmm. communication, assertion, being able to assert yourself in a situation. Is it something that comes naturally to everyone? Mm-hmm. So if you can come into a space and really express yourself and be able to work on those things in a safe space where no one's judging you right mm-hmm. then there's a real benefit to people and i think that's why people continue to come back for sure yes yeah. i think that's the most important thing you said though at the end too in a safe place in a safe space where no one's judging you mm-hmm. that's a big deal mm-hmm. you know um where most people in society are overly concerned with what people think and that gives you the ability to look within when you have a safe space. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's essential. And as someone that, you know, attended a couple of them, first of all, you guys do a great job. And the best thing about it is the comfort because most of the time when I go there, I know y'all too, and maybe five more people. Mm-hmm. And it'll be 20 to 25, 30 people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for some odd reason, I feel no way about sharing stuff. Mm-hmm. When I'm there, it's like before I get there, when I'm there, when I leave, I'm never like, damn, I just share all the shit with strangers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, they either empathize with you, mm-hmm. they either try to help you out, give you advice or whatever. And like, you know, it's a great space. And like you said, connections and everything. That, yeah. That's been like, man. I, so I love bringing people together. Personally, like I just love the sight of seeing people, especially from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. like, chip away at any limitation and really realize that yo we got a lot in common yeah. and that you dope you yes. man you cool as shit dog yeah. and like i've heard people say like hey man you know this is a space where normally if i saw this person walking down the street i really probably wouldn't i wouldn't talk to him mm-hmm. and now that I, I was i was thankful to have an opportunity to talk to him in this space i realized how much i'm missing out the world and how much i was missing out on people like you know what i mean like this uh-huh. person and that's like a beautiful thing you know what i'm saying like being able to connect people in that way and that's what makes the space so safe is that I think everyone that participates genuinely comes in with the idea that this is a safe space. Therefore, like, I'm going to be attentive to your needs. I'm going to be attentive to what your story is. And I'm going to be open to giving you some type of feedback to help you because it's also helping me. Mm-hmm. And plenty of times we're like, oh, you go through that too. You yeah. think that too. You feel that way too. Mm-hmm. And when you have mutualness tpsg dictionary when you, have, <laughs> when you have mutualness that's what opens you up and makes you comfortable like i've yeah. never seen anyone like even if they didn't talk like within it they spoke after yeah. well, like some people do have issues with speaking in front of people when it's like that but after it breaks down they talk more you get what i'm saying we we typically encourage people to do the opposite of what they're used to doing yes so yes. if you're someone who likes to converse a lot speak we ask that you listen. Mm-hmm. Or if you're someone who like who doesn't speak much, we ask that you gotcha. challenge yourself to speak because you're working on those skills, mm-hmm. right? right? Listening is just as important as speaking, if not more important. Of course, absolutely. So when you, when you notice and you look around and you see there are people who aren't saying much, 
it's usually for that reason or maybe they are feeling uncomfortable but it's it's okay mm-hmm. we're all there to to be in each other's presence and to contribute in our own ways and you learn a lot if you just sit there and listen oh, yeah mm-hmm. it's a patient it's a patient process because some people come they often don't talk and they and they said to me you know afterwards like honestly man i just been taking in the energy and just what people have been saying like you know mm-hmm. i just really appreciate just you know the knowledge that i'm getting and then others over time the comfort level mm-hmm. their voice i think that i think what another aspect is that we're always validating everyone's voice you know what yes. i'm saying mm-hmm. so even if you don't talk one month you know the next time you're there the topic or whatever might hit you to where you where you speak mm-hmm. and i think we celebrate that in those moments mm-hmm. especially for the regulars and, and we have someone that doesn't speak much you know one time that ends up saying something like the energy around that person's sharing is a little different just because it you're shifts. celebrating yeah. the fact that now you're opening up to us in a way that is reciprocal you know yeah 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 what's that comfort case you know just like that being that's a huge deal and i and i can relate to that being someone who is normally amongst like a smaller group of friends that i'm already comfortable with i will <laughs> talk a lot uh but when i'm amongst a crowd of people i don't know as well or that i'm or if i'm just in a in a large group I'm usually just observant most of the time and reactive to everything else and, you know, kind of taking everything in. And I've been that way at your conversation parties. Mm -hmm. You know, I've come and just kind of watch and hear their opinions because you always hear something, you always hear something you wouldn't expect. And then that opens your mind to a new thought path or, you know, so even, you know, everyone's getting something from it. It may not be measurable. The the, the difference is not going to be visible to everyone, but... I, we, I, I can say I appreciate it. And during your time, have you guys ever had a situation where someone's opinion was too jarring? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I was so, <laughs> speak, speak about those times and like how you handle it and how, like how you've learned how. I'm pretty sure that's not an easy. <laughs> situation. <laughs> I, I got my easy. I got my own, man. Well. There's, a, okay, the first thing to realize that we have to realize as moderators is that there's going to be conflict, whether it's small or large. Mm. There are people who have strong opinions and maybe don't know how to deliver it in the best of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There have been situations where that happens, for sure. Thankfully, we haven't come across a situation where we have to ask someone to leave. But there are times where people will share an opinion and like, and the majority just doesn't agree. But they're still forceful with their opinion. And the best we can do is either speak to them off to the side or talk to them after the fact. But at the end of the day, I personally believe it's important to still allow them to do that because they're going to learn and realize how to deliver Mm. their opinions once they see the reaction, once they see the aftermath of that. And once they start to realize there's a different way that this can be done, because there's a specific, there's one specific person I'm thinking of right now, and I'm not going to mention any names, but (laughs) this person from the, from the first time I've met this person, I've known him, I've known them a long time from the first time I met him up to this point, He's always been a fiery individual, but from the time he came to our first conversation party to now, he's grown a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely grown a lot. 
and he almost checks himself now mm. when we're at the parties like he'll Good be facts. he'll be he yeah. sees he's giving sharing an opinion and then you will start to see he'll start to say things like wait wait let me let me you know he'll check himself mm. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 and that is mm. where the true Word. beauty of what we're doing That's is awesome. it's in that learning That's accountability awesome. is so and john and john mentioned so he didn't say it here but we, we were talking about what one of the situations one of the conversations that brought up in that he mentioned was that, you know, the, the person shared that they never talked that much in general, right? Mm. So it put in perspective for us, and he mentioned it like, this is probably their only space where they can actually talk right. this much in this capacity because they never really got a chance to growing up. So in learning that as moderators, it's being able to, to comfortably step back and be within our, like, Sometimes our anxiety will kick in and be like, yo, I got to like cut this out. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And mm -hmm. knowing that knowing that the person has a particular story as to the why they're doing it makes it a lot easier. And I think that's what we we do as moderators is to really understand that there is a why. Mm -hmm. Imagine, imagine. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. We're all young. We're out going to play basketball. Imagine being the person who never gets picked. But you want to play so bad, so bad. And then finally one day you get picked. Oh, you're going all you're going all out. You're going all in. Every shot. You yeah. shoot every shot. Yeah. And that's what happens. You yeah. They get you know, a person gets the opportunity to finally speak and they're just hundred miles an hour. They're going. Yeah. That's that's like, pretty much man. what it is. That's, that's a form sense. of therapy too. Yeah. Just letting people speak. You know what I mean? Let let them get off their chest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times and letting people be wrong, you know what I mean? Because it's a, I feel like we demonize wrongness too much. Mm. Like somebody, like, you know, says something and you're an idiot, you know, so you're a dumbass. Mm. And I'm like, you're, you're just, you're, and I'm, 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 I'm guilty more so than anybody in this room probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's not a, it's not the, Right way to go about it. I mean, like, no. let people grow from, and that's why a lot of people hold on to wrong because of pride. Yeah. Somebody called you an idiot. Like, you, you hold on to it even more rather than challenge your, your so, own thought. So, how would you say you react to someone disagreeing with you or to someone thinking that you're wrong? How do you move through that situation? Some, sometimes the argument, you could, you could have the argument or the, the, the debate. Because I've had debates before where very quickly into the debate, I'm like, damn, I'm wrong. But we're still having a debate, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I learned, you know what I mean, in that situation. Learn so to learn to learn to what? Learn to see either see something in a different light or oh, okay. or even change my mind completely based on seeing it from a different perspective. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So. A lot of times people write people off, but it's like, nah, they probably went away thinking like, nah, they had a point. So, <laughs> as you said that, I started thinking about our first unofficial official conversation party at the, at the apartment. Right. And, whoo, yeah. So, uh, we did have uh, a situation where we haven't seen that person come so to the, to the actual <laughs> conversation party again. Yeah. I, I mean... We can't really say it's for that reason, but yeah. it, it, it could point to it. it but yeah, there's a weird 
Okay, I was I I would I would think there could be a correlation. It could but, be. I'm not saying there's not. I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe 50, not. 50. Yeah. But what I did notice out of that was that despite there being a uh, a difference in opinions, it was still supportive by a lot of people. Like this was like what I what I enjoyed watching this disagreement transpire was that it was respectful mm. and yeah. it would generally was like I get what you're saying. I don't agree with it and I you know and and respectfully saying like here's my perspective on what what my experience is regarding the matter mm -hmm. and it was just shared in that way and mm -hmm. I really like that was so energizing to see a conversation like that transpire without it becoming problematic mm -hmm. um, like that's what I loved about it is that you know I don't we don't announce it that much anymore as far as like the the intro speeches or whatever but like Yo, when it comes to debates and 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 people disagreeing, like that's a that's a thing we we encourage. Like, yeah, we, that, we don't we don't want you to be yes people. You yeah. know, throughout the throughout our event, like if you disagree with it, dog, you have the space to do so. And I think I think because we all know that this is a safe space that we can do it respectfully. Mm -hmm. And and it so it's space it, it's safe because obviously Giancarlo and I are there moderating and probing, asking certain questions, and maybe if we sense it's getting too heated, we'll bring it down a little bit. So I think that's why it, it is considered a safe space, because if someone gets into an argument or altercation or it gets too heated, we're always there to support. And that I think that has been helpful in a lot of disagreements, has been helpful in a lot of conflicts, because normally what will you see? You'll see someone pull their phone out and start recording your ass, yeah. right? You'll see someone start to record you because there's an altercation about to happen yeah. and they want to instigate. And so th we offer that opposite uh, support, if you will. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. ever, do you ever find yourself having to keep your own emotions in check? No, personally, I don't. I think I've, I think I've let that, I've let that go a few, few shows ago, a few, uh, events ago man so you have i was genuine like everything every everything in terms of like how i interact and approach when it comes to that stuff when it comes to life in general man i definitely try to be 100 genuine and passionate and i think that moment when i got emotional like i became very vulnerable in a space that i was so used to being a moderator in. Yeah. but i also felt emotionally compelled to be vulnerable because I needed it for myself mm. in that moment. How am I going to be a moderator in a space that I value and not honor it by doing the same things that I'm expecting others to do in that same space? Right. Mm. So that was for me was something where I like I yeah it, when, I, it got to me and I, and I let it out. When I when I think of keeping your emotions in check, like I let my emotions out. Well, I guess what I mean I, is... Do like, you act out of character? No. Nah. Okay. Well, even... Nah, neither, I, don't, I, would, I would say neither of us. Or a situation where you have to be like, all right, let me calm down. And, uh, I, I will say the most... So the most heated... Uh, the most heated conversation party we had where maybe I felt like I was going a little too far might have been the uh, Me Too movement one. Mm. We spoke about it, it was we titled it Me Too movement, but we really spoke about 
women's rights and domestic violence and it kind of feels always to kind of put a, a tight light out on it yeah i don't want it right it was really like domestic violence mm. women's rights things of that nature and as men we have been we've always taken this position of power and you know you know about patriarchy and how yeah men have been i guess historically running this country and maybe the world but when you're put in a space where where you're put in a position where it's time for you to shut up it challenges your ego because you still want to have your voice heard but you have to understand that it's not time for your voice to be heard it's time for someone else's voice to be heard and you need to check yourself in that in that situation so I think that one was challenging for me. I won't say I acted out of character, mm. but I definitely felt I definitely felt like um, I had to bring myself back a little bit. Mm. Why did so, you feel challenged? Why did I feel challenged? I felt challenged because I wanted to speak, and and it wasn't it wasn't my it's like it's not mm. time for me to speak got to give the people who this is about the opportunity to speak and it's not for me to it's not for me to uh, judge but it's not for me to validate anything Mm -hmm. for for the people who are experiencing women for women who are experiencing a certain thing yeah it's not my place right and what what made that that uh topic difficult as well is that there has there is this really tough situation where uh the me too movement in itself is just about women's experiences and then there are there are men that are aligning their experience to the title of me too as well Mm. and there is there is a split there honestly is a pushback with you guys need to have your own and there's and they're all those are like it's so like you we include you into this experience because this is about sexual assault and experience of harassment and men do talk men do experience it and don't talk about it mm-hmm. um so to me what i was noticing when it came to uh, that particular event was the challenge of some people just being like some of the men just trying to open up to like be vulnerable in their own way but at the same time there were also men that were uh, trying to just talk about the issue that had nothing to do with them either and that that was a very challenging like space to be in in terms of understanding but i think as a group we process that yes that to me was probably the most important part is that we process and reflect on all those difficulties that we were experiencing within that time period about how we were trying to be included but not be included how we didn't feel like we should be included and all the stuff in between and i think that to me was a healthy dialogue in itself that to yeah. me probably was the true part of the there was there was if you will there was closure right mm-hmm. Right. And it's always good to have some sort of closure at the end of a conversation. I think. Mm-hmm. So, to wrap everything up, what are some things that are in the future for Eclectic Conversations? As far as like locations, like, you know, extra activities you're going to add inside the conversations, like, you know, anything like that? So, yeah, we have a cruise trip. No, let me start. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cruise. Uh, <laughs> future. Patent pending. We yeah. <laughs> we have one. Our next conversation is coming up June twenty third. We don't typically release market now the theme of what we discuss until the day of. Yep. Okay. You want to tell them why? We don't do it 
More so that it. people don't feel like, oh, I don't like this topic. I'm not going to show up. Makes sense. Good morning. It's it's just important to be to be willing to discuss things that maybe you don't care about because you don't know what you're going to learn from that. Mm, exactly. Things that make you feel uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. What Take if you out your comfort zone? Yeah. If you learn that you should care about. Yeah. 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 If Which we is told, where real growth happens. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. if we told people we're going to be discussing women's you know women's rights, are men going to show up? Maybe. Maybe not. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? No, no, that's the truth. That's the truth. So, June 23rd is the next one. 7 p.m. starts, ends around 11, 11.30 p.m. We host it at Vegan Fine Foods, which is in downtown Las Olas area, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Hamarshi. Hamarshi, yeah. Love that name. And it's on Eventbrite. It is on Eventbrite. Our IG is at Eclectic conversations with an s at the end all correct spelling all correct spelling no <laughs> no case. no jargon yeah. <laughs> we're on twitter as well eclectic convo no eclectic convo on twitter and personal handles uh follow me on instagram on on twitter same handle hydro 88 wr and i'm for instagram and twitter i'm beige warrior <laughs> Physics study group, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Of course. Appreciate it. Finally. Excellent black Much love. Couple of the levels excellent beige people. Wow, crazy. Wow. Couple of the levels leaguers in that. Y'all boys stepping out. Stepping out. We're sneaking out. Shout out. Who kids? Shout out We had the window closed this time. Sorry, bro. You couldn't fly in. You couldn't bring the Hogwarts to the audience. But before our producer cuts our mics, this has been your mom's favorite podcast, the Physics Study Group. It has been your boy Jormatic, aka Longback Chopra. A.K.A. Wavy McGrady, A.K.A. Wave Chappelle, A.K.A. Black Galifianakis, A.K.A. Malcolm Vex. (laughs) (laughs) And it's your boy, as I introduce myself, I seen Black, A.K.A. Black Dynamite, A.K.A. Wade Bixby, A.K.A. Holy Pocaroaches, A.K.A. Shabby Ranks, (laughs) Shabby Rankin. And you know, always, just like everybody, all of you are a Swiss army nigga, Swiss army nigga. Swiss army nigga, Swiss army nigga. Carry, carry, carry. I'm just cold as earth. Oh, my bad. So, anyway. you gonna bring it back? No. <laughs> Word, now with the introduction, this is Walker Zulu, aka Nigga Demons, aka Ronald the Block, aka Gary and Jones, aka Bob Escalade, aka No More, aka Stop No Violence. Bro, bro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aka Flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you waiting for our AKA? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, extra Oh, extra I am the beige one. Sometimes you got the one and done. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Giancarlo, a.k.a. Uh, the Broken Stereotype, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. Wash and Go, a.k.a. Who <laughs> 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 winding champion? Please, <laughs> <laughs> I need a gift for that face. <laughs> Y'all need a gift Oh! <laughs> Our next episode, we're going to talk about the real whining champion. Maybe y'all should See you later, that. folks. <laughs> Pass that out in the next conversation or in the boxing ring, whichever. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? First of all, who cut, cut episode, episode like, like two minutes ago? Minutes ago. For real. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> See y'all later, though. Right. One love. Peace. Shout out to Jamaica one time, man. Go beat right. USA today. Let's Yo. go. Yes. My niggas. Appreciate it.